It is your girl, Sarah from Sarah Styles here, coming live today with Chris from A Daily Refinement. We just chatted a little bit on his channel about finding um, inventory during this time. It's kind of hard. It is hard for a lot of people out there right now to be finding inventory, myself included. Um, so we were chatting a little bit on his channel about that. So definitely head on over to his channel after this live um, to learn more about that. But I wanted to continue the conversation over here and then also get a little bit more in depth. Um, I think it's really easy to say, hey, go find this inventory and do this. But I wanna talk a little bit more in depth about like, how do you know what inventory to look for? And how do you scout these people and find these things and um, really make it work for you? Um, before we get started, I wanna check in with Chris and see how his week was, what's happening in California with all of the um, restrictions and stuff. Are you guys opening up or? um nothing is open it's the same as before We're basically shut down still like 30 percent of people are not working so it's a little bit scary there but you know life is good i'm doing doing a lot of cooking i'm enjoying time with my wife so it's like i'm i'm actually loving this situation minus the fact that sourcing has been a little bit more expensive um but that being said the stuff has been really good um because i'm sort of trying to learn facebook marketplace so I feel like right now, so many people are out of work. They need to sell their stuff and you can kind of cherry pick and things are also selling really fast. And I'm learning how to do, sell stuff on Facebook Marketplace because people are at home, people are bored. I do think it's a little scary right now because the stimulus money is sort of starting to run out for people. So I can see my yeah. sales are starting to go back into the low. I have low asp items and high asp items and i can see the trend whenever the government sends out money the expensive stuff sells and now the people are running out they're just buying the cheap stuff as they normally do so it's been it's been good yeah i mean that's interesting that you said that because i my sales in march and april were awful but i wasn't working apparently like you have to work <laughs> for this to work um but we were moving and you know getting used to kids at home and stuff so my hours were i mean like 10 hours a week maybe um and now that i'm actually back to it we've moved to our new place and stuff um i'm definitely seeing a lot more sales but my average sale price is like taking a huge hit um and part of that is some of the strategies that we talked about last week on ebay um i mean i'm basically giving items away for free right now just to get some um momentum in my closet so i think that's part of it but i do think the average sale price is definitely going down um and we were talking on your channel about sourcing and you know i like the higher average sale price item uh strategy less time for the same you know for a bigger sale um but what are i mean lower average sale prices are going down should we should i change that strategy and push more lower average sale price items into my closet as i'm trying to figure out sourcing new things well i mean right now the the market is changing so fast so often that uh if you're gonna if you're gonna play the long tail game which is my i mean just by definition things that are more expensive usually take longer to sell right. because you have right. there's less people who can afford it so in times of uncertainty people don't buy anything it's like the the day like also we had mother's day so it's like people were spending time with their families, maybe doing FaceTime and holidays are usually a little bit slower for traffic on certain items. So I would say if you're going to play the long tail game, you know, your, your safety rate is going to be five months, six months. You shouldn't really worry. But if you're playing the volume game or you're mixing it in, then I recommend having some both. Like, you know, it's like I hear this all the time, Chris, 
I want to play the high ASP game, but I also have bills to pay. Okay. If you also have bills to pay, then you need some cash flow to pay for that. Because my long tail stuff, I don't, doesn't matter how long it takes. Yeah. But if I needed money, then then that would be like I have items in my store that are twelve dollars free shipping that I that I make one or two dollars on. Those items pay my bills. They pay for my listers. They pay for my store subscription. So I'm not as worried. I don't need the home run items to always sell. And that's something I learned from big big stores is they have a lot of overhead. So in order to pay for that, you need to somehow have some traffic to come in. So it's interesting. Yeah, and I think that's sorry. I should have put that. My sister knows, like she doesn't know when I'm on YouTube, but she always tries to FaceTime when I'm doing a call. Sorry. Um, really? I did change my text. <laughs> I had to silence my phone. Um, so I and that's kind of where I'm headed. I was fine pre-COVID to do the higher average sale price, have a longer days on hand. Um, because especially for me, time, it takes the same amount of time to list something that sells for a hundred dollars as it does something that lists for $10 and packaging. I'd rather ship, I'd rather ship one package for a hundred than ship 10 packages and make a hundred dollars. Right. That was always my strategy. Um, but with what's happening and looking at my data paying attention, um, I do think I am probably going to bring in some lower average sale price to kind of give me the capital to continue, um, and make it through these times. Um, I don't love it, but I am noticing the lower stuff is what's selling. Um, I do want to check in with the chat. Duncan did have a question for you. Um, so the list 10 a day seems to be too hard for many sellers. Do you have, do you have sellers to list a set number a day or random number? Um, the way I look at it is the amount of money that you make is equivalent to your listing habit. So if you, if you average 10 listings a day, $10 profit all year, then that's a hundred dollars profit eventually. And if your store is big enough and stable enough, if you've been doing it for a while, then you should have 10 sales a day. But depending on your sell through rates, like Vicky was saying that her sell through rate is slow. Um, I think it would like if she she said she was listing 30 items a day. That's that's pretty stout. That's a lot. Um, 30 yeah. items a day, I would say you probably need a store in the depending on what you sell, clothing is really slow. So probably three to 4,000 items that actually sell from 30, especially since she said her sales are slow, which means she's selling not in demand items. If you're selling not in demand items, then you need a huge store um, in yeah. order to actually- And then you just play the waiting game. Play the waiting game. If you're gonna do that that model. Um, Right, and so I think because my and i wanted to ask something around this as well so i've heard a lot on ebay um you have to list the exact same number of items every day is that an algorithm thing that like you get a bigger you know sh shine you know people see you a little bit better and get a little bit of exposure if you're doing the same thing every day or is that just more to get you in the habit of doing it every day so that you're listing every day do you know what i mean this is a great question so i don't have to sell every I, I personally do not have to list every day to have my sales be the same, but that's because I have some items in my store that I have more than one of. If you have a store that's all replenishable, it actually hurts you to list because um, eBay only gives you a certain amount of traffic per listing. So if you have replenishables, you never want to list. You just want to improve the listings you have. Uh, maybe adjust promoted listings. If you have a one-off store, then what eBay cares about is how many items you sell every day, not how many items you list. So again, that's why people 
that's why there's a lot of people who get stuck and you kind of got stuck in this a little bit too, where you listed more and your sales went down because yeah, it doesn't, right. it, they don't actually care how many items you list. It's only based on how many items you sell. So right now with your velocity increasing because some of your prices have dropped or you're giving some items away, that should maintain the same. So let me give you guys an example. Right now, the amount of money I'm making is a little bit less than the previous weeks, but the number of sales is the same. Yeah, right. So what's just the cheaper stuff is selling. If you have the whole gamut of price ranges, it can kind of help you stable that out. But the just mathematically, your average amount you list is, is sort of your average profit. Yeah. And so I'm asking because so what's happening to me is I have a lister and she makes drafts, right? And then I just choose from those drafts every day. Well, what's happening is she just lists them all to Poshmark because Poshmark, like they don't care when you list, like as long as you're active in some capacity on Poshmark, you'll make sales. Um, so I'm like, as soon as you do it, just put it on posh well now things are selling on poshmark before i've even put them on ebay but i'm paying her to make that draft but i don't even launch it because it's already sold on poshmark so i'm wondering if i can just launch like still maintain you know 50 a week but sometimes it's 15 a day sometimes it's you know 50 on one day um if that would be feasible or if i need to keep 50 items in drafts for the week to be listing seven a day it doesn't you know matter I mean? if you list it all on one day or, or space it out over the course of seven days, because unless like you base your whole life on one week, which you shouldn't, you should base your life on the whole year, whatever your, right, schedule, and whatever your schedule works. Like some people list only one day a month because they, they are busy. They just buy inventory all month long. And then one day they spend the whole day for 16 hours and list. Those are people who are like, I don't have, I have a family to raise. I don't have time to list. You know, to list every day requires a special kind of person. That's really hard to actually yeah. list every day. Why would you? And, you know, this is also something important to recognize. The biggest stores on eBay are open Monday to Friday, like regular people. Yeah. They, people go in there to work. They do stuff. You can, if you like, schedule your listings so that they go live every day. But I would rather you use that time to just list more items or find better quality stuff. People are wasting so much time hacking a tiny store. Just get a bigger store and don't worry about all this stuff. Why is it like well, trying to for a bigger a tiny thing? Yes, but a bigger store requires a lot more manpower no, and space. Nope. Yeah, space for sure. Space. It doesn't. Because, I don't. I can't have four thousand items in my house. You don't have to. I'm just saying, bigger stores are more stable. Oh it's, yes. Right. It, it, so so like it's not that much more space because you actually have money. Here's the thing: like if you have a small store where things don't sell, it in my opinion that takes up a lot of space. That stuff's not selling. You want to have stores where where stuff churns through, and unfortunately, when your store is really small, like let's say I consider if you're What's selling one-off yeah. items under 600 items is small. Okay. If your store is under 600 items, you have you can never say anything on the internet because it's, it's too anecdotal. We don't know. Like, are all 600 of your items Chanel? Because then it would be really weird if you didn't have high sales, right? Is it yes. Chan is it authentic Chanel for 50% off? Probably not. You know, right. that's like the thing. It depends. So if your store is larger, it becomes more stable. But it's, in, it's just kind of like, I've been on one right now because I've been reviewing people's stores and I'm like, it's too early 
you're doing a great job. Just don't panic. You just started. Yes. How can you have the results of because well for a long time? Right, but that is part of um, the internet. Is the people on the internet are these big sellers that are like, we go and we're like, oh, they have thirty thousand sales on eBay today. What am I doing wrong? And that's what we're comparing ourselves to. I, that's I don't, I don't get where that entitlement comes from. Because like, we're Americans. <laughs> but like, but like, I know plenty of Americans who don't expect to run a four-minute mile the first day. Yeah, like right. All, all of the amazing entrepreneurs are American. They 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 dedicate themselves to do something over but a it's, long But it's all... Right, true. But all that you're seeing is the people that are doing it on the internet. And most of the people that you're looking at you know, on YouTube and Instagram are the big sellers because they've been doing it for a while and they have... I mean, you don't get 50,000 subscribers if you're a newbie, right? So those are the people that they're looking at. And that's what you're seeing as a reseller. And then you're comparing yourself to that. This this is a great conversation because when I started, okay, I didn't even know you could sell used items on eBay. I saw people like there's a company that I was talking about in my group this morning that lists 9,000 items a day. Okay. I didn't look at that and be like, oh man, I wish I could list 9,000 items in a right. day. I, I really like it takes a while to get to that point. I'm not, how can you look at that and, and be like depressed? Who has time to be depressed? That's like, that's so long. There's such but a I difference. Think is, yeah, but I think this is a really good conversation to have and something that I touch on a lot on. Uh, my social media, I'm not a big seller. You guys have seen my numbers. I have, you know, a thousand followers or whatever. Um, and I am slowly working myself up and it's comparing yourself to yourself. How are you doing and improving upon yourself? And I think that's kind of a thing that you do as well. Improve daily, make an improvement daily to yourself. Don't compare. I think this is huge. So everyone watching this, do not compare. I mean, take notes from what me and Chris do or other YouTubers, but compare to yourself, right? And do what is working for you. Um, and you're not going to make $30,000 on eBay in the first month. Right. Um, but I do think it's important too, because I was like, everyone on eBay was telling me, you know, do this, do this, do this. And after six months, I was like, there's something more to this. I'm doing all of the things and I don't want to be making, you know, a gazillion, but selling 14 items in a month with all the things that I'm doing, there is something wrong there, right? Like there's something more that I need to be doing. So it is still important to look at your numbers and try and figure out what is normal and what is, okay, that's just not in my realm, right? Yeah. Um, on a lighter note, Duncan thinks you should color your hair pink like me. <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm totally down. I'm totally down. You're going to do it pink on our next life. I'm totally, I, I mean, I don't know how to do that. I have to ask my wife how to do it. Maybe temporarily I could do it. You'd have to bleach it out. I was a hairdresser. Um, yeah, it would take a while. It'd be, it would be orange for a minute and then I can yes. go. Oh, wait, wait, how, I would have to do it for a while though. Cause pink is pretty light. Yes, right. Yeah, you have to bleach it. And your hair is really dark. Like my hair is naturally blonde. Um, mm. And then you'd have to <laughs> bleach it out. Well, I would love to see our next live or even in the future with even just a different color, lighten it up a I'm, little bit. I'm down. Um, well, so I, I mean, I want to make sure that I understand. I can go in. To me, if I am saving items for a draft, I should just list them because if they're in a draft, no one's going to see it, right? Like saving to do this consistent seven listings a day. If I have items to list, I should just be listing them and not try and keep up with, like, it's not going to sell if it's in a draft. There's no exposure, right? Or am I thinking of it wrong? Can you repeat that? Sorry, I was looking at the chat. 
Yeah, no worries. I appreciate you keeping up on it because I get so enthralled in our conversation. Um, if I have items, I don't need to stick to this seven a day. If there's items in a draft and I have time to list 15 of them, I can list 15 of them. And the next day, if I have time to do five, I have five. But like keeping a high level, I'm listing 200 items a month, still sticking to keeping that consistency. But from an eBay perspective, I can list items as I have the time available, as long as I'm keeping consistent with how many I'm listing. Well, yeah, in a high level. I think we need to back up for just a moment to the sell-through okay. rate. So we talked about this before. The sell-through mm -hmm. rate has to remain the same, or when you grow, your sales don't grow. So right. that that we made that mistake earlier in the beginning of this mentorship, which was you had more items listed but didn't earn more money. Right. But for me, it's like I am am um, staging, my, or I'm sorry, stepping my growth. So. I move up a little bit and see if my sales go up a little bit. And if they don't go up a little bit, I don't keep adding to my store. I try to fix fix my store. Boom. Yes, that's a great uh, before point. Before moving Love to it. the next level. So as an example, um, this is the new store that I'm sharing with everybody that's called Daily Refinement. That store um, was at 20, about 20 sales a day for two months before I grew. I wanted to make sure that things are going okay, that it's stable before going to the next level. Now it's averaging around 30 a day. I'm going to see if it goes for a while, then I'll keep adjusting it. But again, it's too, there's so many variables in a huge store that you need to make sure that you don't grow without fixing the previous okay. stuff. And it'll, it'll compound the problem if you take your eye off the ball and don't know. So Vicky is saying, should we use short titles? I see some sellers doing that. It depends. So you have, you have to look at why would they have a shorter title? And the answer is this. Um, I've been showing um, Sarah that your performance tab is really where you should, that should be your Bible. Go there and figure out what's working and what's mm -hmm. not working. If you change your titles to shorter titles, this is what happens. Less impressions. This should make sense, okay? Because there's less search terms. So less people will find your item if you shorten your title. Hopefully that makes sense. Please put in the chat if that makes sense. It should be obvious. Less words means less traffic, but it means the right traffic. Because if, for example, you put in the title that your shirt at the end, you add in four words, geometric, plaid, check, and um, something else at the end, right? Yeah, if you, very generic, yeah. Right, if you put those at the end and people are looking for a plaid, different type of item and yours just pops up because of the word plan, that's not going to convert. Yeah. So eBay is going to yeah. be like, what's wrong with this title? No one is clicking on it. So then eBay is going to be like, there's something wrong with this store. It's not converting. Okay. This is why if you, if you look at the top, this is a good example that everyone should understand. Ray Dunn sells those mugs that has those writing on it. The top Ray Dunn listing says like Ray Dunn mug, amazing and wonderful awesome free shipping USA seller, right? None of those words matter. No one is searching awesome and amazing USA seller. Okay. Right. They just put it in there to fill up the space. Ray Dunn mug is the only actual words that matter and they convert really well. So eBay is like, okay, you know what? Every single Ray Dunn customer is going straight to this listing because it's converting. They're well, so, but once you have, I mean, do you think, I think the shorter titles, if you, 
like people are searching for his stuff specifically, right? Like they know what they're going to look for. And if you have like the hottest new Gucci handbag that has a title, having those three items in there would work. But if you have something that's a little bit more generic, I would think that you would want to have more base, you know, more terms in there to get more eyes on it. If it's not like something specific that something's looking for, like I just want a cute anthro top, right? And then they'll scroll through and try and find which one they want. Yeah. Right. Oh, or am I? No, this is true. Okay. So let me give you an example. Cute anthro top. Great example. You can go into Terapeak in the performance tab of eBay and look at how many people actually look for a cute anthro top. Right. Can we do that right now? Um, you can, if you want to go to the, the Terapeak. Yeah. Cause I think show your screen. it's not something that, although this means I can't see you and it's always awkward when it happens. Okay. So um... we're going to ignore the chat for a minute while I try to look at this, go to search for, um yep or no anthro yeah. top do do right. that and then do do um let's see do you want to use top top is fine oh i don't care i'm just yeah, let's use it okay click just research okay this is great so um looking at this you see there's 962 people selling it the sell-through rate is is one percent for go up and change it from last seven days the last 30 days click research okay so five percent sell through classic clothing category horrible sell through rate right so we have what is this um three thousand people that are probably frustrated with their anthropology top sales right because well, I don't look, sell anthropology look, look how look how com <laughs> look how competitive it is Right. Uh -huh. And you're seeing yeah. here that the look at this uh, average sold price of twenty dollars, um, six sold. So there's a replenishable seller on top selling more than one. OK, this is a great example. Look at the title. It says large navy floral flowy boho festival. That's people keyword spamming or sorry, keyword um, stuffing is the term. They're stuffing the title with as many words as they can to try to get the most people onto it. It might work in this case for this reason because anthropology is flooded look at how many people who are trying to sell it right mm -hmm. and the, look at how long the titles are and it's going to make sense that they're trying to cram every single word into it but but scroll back up and change this to change it to um chanel top i wonder how much chanel clothing there actually is look at look at how okay you can tell right off the bat that the titles are shorter. See, look at the 100 and what about Yeah, what about the capital? Because I've heard you shouldn't do capital, but a lot of times when I look, the top rated are in capital. So it doesn't matter. Um, they're not going to get penalized for using all capital. What people are trying to do is draw attention during scrolling. Yeah. And it depends on the brand. If it's a better brand, like, okay, you can see here. See, look at the 100% authentic. So you can see that right there is an example of those words do not matter. B-N-I-B, 100% authentic. Nobody's actually searching for that. Yeah, it's right? to catch your eye. It's, it's just to catch your eye. But the thing is, the brand carries so much weight that people are going to find it anyway. The problem yeah. with selling brands that are not hot like this is it makes it really hard for people to find it. Then you get people keyword stuffing and it gets even more complex because I, I don't think anybody would search anthropology top flowy boho 
um, that's no one would ever use that actual search. Oh, I don't know. When I want to look for something cute, I'm like, I would use that. Do you? <laughs> I would, yeah. Because okay. if, if I don't know specifically for something like that, like for a Chanel top or something, or like the exact purse that I wanted, I would search that exact price. But if I'm just like, oh, I want like a cute boho dress to wear to my sister's wedding, I would search boho dress or flowy boho dress, right? Hmm. Well, if, if in the case that you would actually do that, then maybe that's why it works. I think maybe a Chanel shopper on that thing maybe would not do that. But again, this is actually this is actually good um a good conversation because Cassini is AI. Okay. It's supposed to artificially know what buyers search for. So if people who buy anthropology do search Boho Festival, whatever, then that would work better because it learns what people like to do. And eBay is really good at finding out what people want to buy. Meaning the best match on eBay is supposed to be really good. And I would I would say it's pretty good because they're the second largest e-commerce company. Yeah. Um, good conversation. No questions have been answered that I had so, written down. So, so, <laughs> but I think it's wait, good because I think we have good conversation. Wait, but let's go, let's go back to the questions. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, we were just talking about I on your channel, we were talking about inventory um and how to specifically find inventory and so you released a video um recently about you know and we've talked about you know look on facebook market phase and go to consignment stores and kind of high level but i wanted to talk a little bit more in the specifics and like this is a good point in looking at the therapy data how do you actually because now that you're looking on a wide, you're not like going to the thrift store and saying this is what my this is these are my options let me pick the best of those options your options have now broadened to where you can select what you want to a certain extent, right? So how do you decide as a seller and someone who is, you know, my channel is more just starting or maybe hobbyist sellers, how do you decide what inventory to purchase? Um, and I think looking at the Terapeak data for sure would be helpful um, to figure out like what is actually selling. But if you have other tips like, okay, I want to go look at doing liquidation, but how do I even know what liquidation I want to sell? Does that make sense? Yeah. So the way I look at inventory is just what we did before. So things that um, have um, sell-through rate of less than 20%, I would try to avoid. So for example, if I was doing consignment or I was having a scout, I would say don't buy any anthropology unless that specific blouse or that specific style or that specific feature has a 20% sell-through rate. Otherwise, why are we wasting our time? It's stuff that will just sit. Um, so like Duncan is asking how long you would sit on inventory mm -hmm. before you decide to ditch it. It depends how much you paid for it. It depends on um, what type of item it is. It depends on how easy it is to replace it. Um, like, would it be hard to replace a pair of um, Banana Republic slacks? Probably not, right? You could find those, but would it be yeah. hard to find, um, you know, a Dolce & Gabbana two-piece suit? probably more difficult to replace. So it depends on what- And you're looking for a different seller. And my mind with this question immediately goes to vintage. Some of my vintage pieces sit for a while, but then when they, like I wouldn't get rid of them because you're looking for that one specific buyer who, you know, something sold that I'd had for a year, sold yesterday on Etsy full price. Um, and had I got rid of it because I had it for a year. So like vintage, I would never do. And I think it depends on your specific 
inventory things that are, you know, like I'm getting rid of a bunch of stuff um, like Abercrombie and Fitch and like, you know, like mall brands that you can easily go to the bins and find the exact same thing. Right. Yeah. Um, Vicky's. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say that Vicky has presented a few different scenarios of other people being successful and you shouldn't uh, try the flavor of the week when someone is, is being successful. You just need to look at your own store and what works for you. Like if, if, um, a popular YouTuber on Poshmark doesn't put um, drop downs for color on her Poshmark closet, then you try that. And then you decide for yourself if it works or not. Like people are doing things for a few different reasons to save time. People are doing things that they think it makes their search ranking better. And it doesn't like if your stuff is not selling really well, usually it's a telltale sign that you're just not spending enough time sourcing. I spend more than 120 hours a week sourcing. That's a lot. That's well, more... Go ahead. I think it depends on the sellers. Um, if you are new to this and all you're doing is sourcing, but you have terrible pictures and you're not like for Poshmark, you're not sharing your closet. You're not like, there's a lot of reasons that things like I, I was on eBay and there was things on eBay that I wasn't doing that I should have been doing, not because I didn't have inventory, but because I needed to learn the systems better. I think if you are like mid-range seller, then yes, that's probably a true story. If you want to be making more, selling more, you need to be shopping more. But if you're kind of like that, you know, just starting hobbyist kind of seller and you're still learning, things aren't going to sell if you if they don't get exposure. And that's where I like your channel and what I try and do on my channel is try something, try to do this thing that this big YouTuber is doing and then go and look at your data and see if it's actually working. Anecdotal, I think that I made a couple extra sales this week isn't really telling you anything. Actually look at what is happening if you're getting more sales or not. Um, we are getting to the seven o'clock. I think there are a couple questions in the chat. Um, Duncan's asking, where do I source yeah. online? When I source online, 99% of what I source is on eBay. Um, but I prefer to source directly from the consumer. So people like thrifting. You know what I like even better than thrifting? I like getting it directly from people. Because the problem with thrifting for me is that where I live, they take the good items. So why, you know, it's like, that means I want to want to talk to the manager and get the direct, you know, because they already have a sorting process. They already look through the donations and pick out the good stuff and sell it in their own online store. So if you look through an entire store, you might get lucky if you find like if you find a hundred items in the thrift store, I would consider you the God of thrifting or the, or the goddess of thrifting because a hundred items at $30 plus is very hard. I think it depends on your sourcing. Cause I don't think I'm a God of sourcing, but we, the, a lot of our stores around here don't have online stores. So they're not like Goodwill for sure. takes all of their good stuff and is sending it to their online store. The right. um, thrift store here, ARC, doesn't have an online store. So it is, I mean, you have to know what you're doing, but you don't have that competition. They do price things higher because they know brands and stuff, but they're not taking anything out of their store and putting it anywhere else. Um, so that does matter a little bit. But I think, so how are you getting, so you're going to eBay and just buying lots from people and making connections with them? No, I'm only buying one at a time because my I want high ASP. So when I'm buying online, I'm looking for minimum $50 and I want to pay 10 or 15 mm. for that $50 item. 
and I'm only searching one by one on eBay and specific SKUs, specific brands I'm looking for. Like one of my brands I look for every day is Apple. So I don't really like um, flipping phones and stuff like that that much, but it's really easy. So it's nice that, you know, I like, again, thrifting for me is more fun than it is a job. I yeah. like going and looking for a deal, but looking for like to squeeze certain things out of it is just like a bit challenging. Yeah, um, see, and I don't like online sourcing. I want to, I want to address, <laughs> I want to address Charlotte saying with most liquidation, yeah. you don't know exactly what you are getting. That's true. That's why it's difficult. That's this is why most people don't do it because you don't. This and even Sarah even texted me asking, "How do I know if this supplier is legit?" You don't. Yeah. When you, the, 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 and to give you an idea of the supplier that Sarah was working with out of 8,000 items, only 200 were worth it for him. So, I mean, that's like, that's really low. That's like, what, what is that percentage? It's like 4% of an online yes. bulk deal. Right. And that allegedly was credentialized clothing, which means raw donations, raw donations and only a 4% um success rate is scary i can see why charlotte is a, is afraid because you don't know you have to be a master of sorting yes and you have to be able to have that was one of the questions too is building up the capital um not everybody is in the position in their part of their journey in their business to say hey you know let me spend thirty thousand dollars this month on this amazing deal that i found and so how do you slowly build up to be able to because i think the bigger lots that you buy like to get a better deal you have to buy a bigger lot to buy a bigger lot you have to have that money and so for me it's been i have a safety line and all of my earnings go to that safety line and then i take out income after that so that when hey i don't have anything to source this month thrift stores are down and so i came across something for a thousand dollars cool i have a thousand dollars to spend on it um and looking at this as a business, right? And not just saying, oh, I flipped it for $8 and now I'm gonna keep that at $8. I'm going to save money so that I can have it in the future and slowly building that up so that you can buy those bigger lots and not be as nervous, I guess, about it, right? Mm -hmm. I think that even if you have a lot of money, it is still scary to buy lots because you, you really don't know. Like I was following this gentleman who only sells blenders, okay? And one time he decided to buy coffee makers because he was like, it seems like a good deal. He spent $50,000 on coffee, coffee makers and coffee filtration systems. And every single item was not sellable. He just lost 50 grand. This is somebody who's been doing it for 20 years and only selling one category and decided for one second he was going to take a risk on something else and got totally owned because the coffee makers that he bought all had mold damage. And mold damage is not something that you like. Unless you um, have no ethics, you shouldn't sell stuff that has mold on it. So he just scrapped it. He just took the L and moved on. But also, he didn't worry about it. He's still moving. It's just instead of a five hundred, a fifty thousand dollar lot, you're just doing a two hundred dollar lot, and then doing the best that you can. And it's kind of like a um, and slowly building up. Slowly right? building up. But I just think it's not. It's a game of imperfect. And I think this is why. I like reselling and I don't get upset when things don't go as planned. So Vicky was saying in their chat that she has one that just sits, right? I have a journal and I write down 
one thing that I actually get done that day. So as an example, people have been asking me a lot about sourcing. I want help with sourcing. So one thing I did was I created a Facebook post in my group saying, guys, put this together. Then I started getting more and more. This is why Sarah and I are talking about today, which is sourcing. I created a contest on my Instagram saying I would give $25 away to the best um, sourcing idea. Then, okay, get all those ideas. Now, this is what Vicky is doing. She's watching all these different channels mm -hmm. and trying to pick her lane. What do you do is you actually write down what did you do today that was productive? So this is the kind of stuff that I have written down. I learned how to make a fruit fly trap and I made one and now we don't have fruit flies. How do you so, do that? Wait, now I want to know. How do you make a fruit fly trap? So you um, you put apple cider, apple cider vinegar and honey in a, uh, a, a vase and then you put saran wrap on top and you poke holes in it and then you stir it and it's really sweet. They immediately go to it. And, and the thing is, like, in instead of watching a hundred videos on it, I just watched one video on it and made it. And then if it didn't work, it doesn't work. But then I also yeah. put like here, um, okay, I have decided on the three categories that I want to sell in. I wrote those down. Um, I wrote an ad for a scout. See, this is the thing. You, If you just write down in your journal one sentence of something that you did today that moves you closer to your goal, it's worth it. So Vicky, this is what your journal would say. Um, today I noticed on Poshmark, a lady doesn't do this. I'm going to try that. So today I went to my closet and I did it tomorrow. Hopefully something different, but let that marinate in your store for a while. And you work on improving your shipping, improving your sourcing. If you're listing 30 items a day, that kind of scares me because what if you're listing 30 items that never sell every day? Right. That's kind of scary. So you kind of have to have an idea. So right now, I'm going to give people one more one more thought that's interesting. I'm using the app um, Sellhound to help me list. And the pricing is wrong. It's like about 10 to 25% wrong. It's too low. But I asked myself, mm -hmm. okay, there's an opportunity cost of me doing it myself. I'm going to get 10 or 25% more for the item if I do it myself. Or I could have somebody else do it. And then I thought to myself, okay. There's a couple things I can do here. I can either be the high-end model and make every listing perfect. This is, uh, I would consider Sarah doing this because her store is very good. It's very well curated. There oh, are, thank you. There's not items that are priced 20% below market or 30%. No, but I'm also market. not selling a gazillion on eBay. But what I'm saying, <laughs> if, you, if, if you were going to be doing that, selling stuff below market, I would say, you know what, Sarah, you probably don't need to spend that much time if you're going to give it away. Yeah. So right. it depends. Her store is nice. I would say, make sure you build your store up to a certain level, get those sales more slowly. Um, it's just difficult to, to tell people like, you know, really high ASP, small store, really fast. It just does. There's not really, I don't have any examples of that. Right. I know. And I think I am gain, getting to the point of, I need to be a little bit somewhere in the middle. Um, you have, oh, you're, I wanted to talk about if you have time. I know we're yeah, kind of over. No, 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 we, okay. we can, I, I can make time for this. This is okay. Okay. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think we have a good conversation. Um, so you mentioned the niche, and I wanted to talk to you about this with you before because I've watched in some of your videos, and I'm kind of a big fan too of honing in on a niche and feeling, but I want you to talk about it a little bit. I don't want, like, you, yeah. do you want to get too into a niche no, and then, I'll, like, I'll, you're I'll, only I'll, selling, and then I'll, how do you manage that? 
I'll get into it. Okay, so yeah. let me give you an example. One of my niches is shoes. Okay, I like shoes. I like shoes more than people. Shoes are awesome, right? So Great. when it comes to <laughs> shoes, I want, um, ideally, I want 100 pairs of shoes going into my store every day. I, I haven't I haven't actually figured out how to do this yet, but that's that's one goal. And this goal could could I could do just this one goal and be good good with it forever. The second category I don't want to share. And the third category is what's selling right now, which is a weird category. Okay. And this I learned this because a, a drop shipper reached out to me that was doing um four hundred thousand dollars a day in sales. Um and actually location independent, which is something that a lot of people talk about. His company, he can work anywhere in the world, um, whenever he wants, and doesn't have any physical employees, only has virtual assistants helping him sell. His category is what's selling right now. It's very cool. So he has 90 employees, okay? Um, and two managers that manage 88 employees. So he doesn't actually do anything. He collects $20,000 a day in profit on $400,000 in sales. Very interesting. So the category of what's selling right now, I learned from him. So he says, what I'm learning is tracking the sales data. So he's really good at Terapeak and, and figuring out what's hot mm -hmm. in Terapeak. Because if you go back to that site, it will tell you what categories are doing well. Right now, obviously stuff that's selling really well right. is medical supplies. Um, there's the categories that are selling hot right now are not are, are always changing. So what oh, he's really good at is that research part. And that made me think to myself, that's the skill that I want. We can go back. To how that. do you, yeah. How do you look at what's selling? Cause I'm new to eBay and I've um, looked in here a little bit, but how do you look like, besides just like typing in what I'm looking for, how do you look at like what's selling? Um, go to sourcing guidance on the left. Great. This is what you would do. So let's take, for example, clothing. Let's go click yeah. on clothing, shoes, and, and uh, accessories since you're in that category. Click on women's, women's clothing, and then pick a category. Great. Okay. Oh, my God. How I love eBay. So we can see, we, <laughs> so we can see here we're in the peak yeah. time. And right now, the you, right. You, this is directly proportional to the complaining on Instagram. You will see like right now, you'll see when the peak... The peak of complaining is actually probably like July. And if you look at the clothing overall, but this is cool because as things are coming down, right? No, like people no, are like, this, oh, I... this is a little interesting to me, which because there's not as sharp of a drop off in the summer as I thought. And my guess is because there's probably weddings and events that or people dresses, are wearing dresses yeah. to. Um, mm -hmm. It's also showing you that um, I can't read that, but a big percentage of it is looks like cheaper dresses, right? Yeah, so 60% is less than 20, 36 is 20 to 100, and then 3% right. is over 100. So, so this gives you an idea. If you want to sell dresses over 100, look at how few people actually buy that, right? So what this is going to show you is the, 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 what the opportunity score means is the difference between how many are available for sale and how, many, and how well it sells. So to give you an idea, I would say probably 30% of my women's clothing is Athleta. Yeah. So because because like and I will pay more for it because I know Cause it'll sell right sell. away. Yeah. yeah. And Lily, I we don't find Lily Pulitzer here. This is glorious. I haven't played around in here much. Um, so what it's also going to do if you scroll towards the bottom is it gonna, it's going to let you know 
you can combine different keywords. Um, I have to play with this to look at it more, but to yeah. get a, a better idea of exactly what it is inside of it that's making it work. Yeah, um, okay. So three, four style, no one wants that, which makes sense. Right. This is cool. So I'll look in there. That's And this is kind of what I wanted to get into is you say, like, look at what is selling, but I want to be able to show, I don't know where you went. Hold on, let me find you. There you are. <laughs> yeah. um, how to actually look at it. And that's why I want to get learn eBay because they have, like, that's glorious. That Like, I just nerded out there. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm going to go look at all that. Because you yeah. can actually get an idea of what they recommend for you to sell. And you'll see stores that, hmm, that are really, really snipe. I call them snipers because they're just picking individual items, put it in their store, sells right away. Because what will happen is it'll get more specific in there. So it's not just LulaRoe that's selling well. You need to do more homework because pr my guess from LulaRoe is it's probably $12 LulaRoe that's selling like crazy. And it's and probably like certain prints and same with like Lily Blitzer. It was probably right. like, can so could you look up like certain prints that are? Yeah, you can look up certain prints. And you can also look up, you, you can compare the keywords. So what you're spending time, when you say that you're sourcing, you're going in here, you're looking at what's selling and then you're going to eBay and looking for those items that would give you a profit. I also have one other hack, which is um, I look at a lot of consignment stores because all consignment stores have a what we buy list. Okay, yeah. because they don't want to waste time either. So I just took those and the big one that I look at is Shop Material World. Um, that store is a pretty big eBay store also, but they have a list of what um, they have a what list of what uh, brands they take in. I just copied that. My, my scouts yeah. have that list when they go and look. Well, like the real, real, I know only take, and that's like higher end stuff, but like those are the, that's basically like your bolo, you know, high end brands. Do you shop at consignment stores I don't. to source ever? No. Do you have a but reason for that? I just, I just haven't yet. Uh, it seems so like there you like, aren't, it's not necessarily a bad thing. Cause I thought about doing that. Um, I, I think it's great, especially where you live. There are a lot. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's, um, it's actually, um, a beautiful thing. Whenever I walk into a, a consignment store, I haven't been to Denver, but I'm sure that it's full of these based on the people I know that live there. Um, that's kind of a really cool vibe and life to live because you just need to cover the rent. Yeah. Cause the stuff in your store is from other people. I mean, they are essentially doing what we're talking about doing mm -hmm. only in a brick and mortar. They're having people bring the inventory to them Yeah, exactly. and they buy it cheap. I mean, which is part of why most resellers got into reselling because they're like, I can make more on this than selling it for $3 to, you know, XYZ consignment store. Mm -hmm. um, interesting. We've had some really good conversation here. Um, I really can we, do. Can we answer your questions? I mean, no. <laughs> But I think, I mean, we did a little bit. I wanted to, okay. I wanted to get into the Terapeak data and how you actually, because that's kind of where I'm struggling is now, like I go to a thrift store and I can look, I know how to look up comps. I know how to decide from what's available, what to purchase, but now it's the whole internet is available to me and it's getting really overwhelming. Um, I can look at my specific data to tell me what has worked for me in the past, but I also have options to more things now. Sourcing, you know, is opening up. Um, 
And so I'm definitely going to play. I've looked at the Terra Peak data a little bit. I'm going to play with that. Um, let me look at my questions and see. And if people in the chat have any questions too, it doesn't necessarily have to be about inventory. Um, I do want to ask, um, I have my gauge for this. You mentioned the sell-through rate. So when you have your pickers, you're telling them, you know, 20% sell-through rate or more. Do you give them a profit that you're aiming for too? Or are you just trying to get, like how when you're telling people or when you're deciding whether it's something that you want to purchase, how are you deciding that? Um, it is minimum $15 shipped and 20% is what I want to pay. Okay. That's like the exact metric. So $15 shipped. I'm okay with paying for it if it sells fast and I'm willing to pay three. Okay. So if they're at the bins, that's healthy. Right. Yeah. You know, and if, if they're buying stuff that doesn't qualify, I'm going to know right away. Yeah. So, but I'm thinking too, when you're online sourcing as well and deciding, okay, I'm going to source something off of eBay. Mm -hmm. What does that like to me? I need numbers to tell me. Otherwise I'm just going to be like, Oh, this looks like a good deal. And then I get home and I'm like, well, I made $4. <laughs> so it wasn't yep. worth my time really. Um, especially as you get into like higher end items and you get excited about the brand. Um, right. I am going to wrap it up. Um, okay. Yes, thank you for joining. Definitely make sure to follow Chris on his channel. Lots of really good information over there. We are doing these weekly chats every Wednesday, uh, 6 o'clock on his channel, 6.30 on my channel. If you guys want to drop your closets, your eBay stores, your Instagram handles, whatever it is in the chat, definitely um, promote yourself as well. Um, follow me on here for more content like this. Um, and head on over to Chris's channel and make sure to subscribe and hit those no notifications over there as well. And I hope everyone has a good night and we'll see you next week. Bye guys.